This is Father Kevin Hay with the homily for the fourth Sunday of Ordinary Time, the 3rd of February. In our English language, despite the richness of its vocabulary, there is one word which we use to express how we feel about a variety of things, and that word is love. We might say that we love ice cream, that we love a McDonald's, or we love Mozart, or we love West Ham United. We might say that I love my iPhone. And we might say to someone, I love you. But a lover would never say to their beloved, I love you as much as I love a Big Mac or as much as I love my mobile phone. Words sometimes obscure the way we express the different degrees of love we have for something. Sometimes we use words inappropriately. So whilst we might say that we love someone, we may possibly not like them. Love and like are essentially two different realities. The classical languages have a much richer and nuanced way of expressing love. Charity, eros, altruism, agape, and so on. But the kind of love the Christian is called to is a self-sacrificing love. It's the love which always puts the good of the other before self. Self-sacrifice in front of self-assertion, self-giving, not self-seeking. The word used for this in the Bible is agape, and it's the kind of love that St Paul is speaking of in the second reading of the Mass this weekend. That passage of St Paul to the Corinthians is so well known and popular that nine times out of ten you'll hear it at a wedding because it is Paul's great hymn of love. But whilst it might be familiar, it isn't all comfortable. We believe that there are three main virtues or what we call the theological virtues of the Christian life, faith, hope and love. But they are virtues because, like any good habit, they have to be learnt and lived daily if we are to become perfect and proficient in them. Furthermore, they have very little to do with feelings or emotions. Love or charity is a good example of this. Its heart and essence is sacrifice. This is why the central symbol of the Christian life is the crucifix. Our God has loved us to this extent that he would lay down his life for us on the cross. He sacrificed himself for us. And this is our model for loving too, that we can lay down our lives on the cross for the sake of those that we love. Husbands and wives do this. Parents do this. Priests should do this. Every time we respond willingly to fulfil the needs of someone else, we do this. In these small and often hidden sacrifices, love is made real and apparent. The radical element of the Christian religion is the central tenet of love or charity. If we desire always and only the good of the other, then every single act of our lives is marked in some manner by those attributes of love outlined by St Paul. And sometimes we underestimate the power of the good or the bad that we do by living or not living according to this central principle of charity. Just as by a single word or a single action we can build up others, so also by a single word or single act we can destroy charity. A great deal of what Jesus said and did 
didn't please everyone all of the time. Sometimes they thought he was even mad because it always challenges the human ego. Often the basic problem is our fearful ego and the best defence is a good offence. The basic principle is if you want to protect the ego and its prerogatives, you must oppress and demoralise those around you. The very subtle version of this method is attack, pull down, insult and undermine those around you. It's the method of the bully. But the religious version is much more subtle and therefore more insidious and dangerous because it takes the law itself, especially the moral law, and uses it to accuse and oppress. In other words, I know what's right and wrong. I know what the church expects of us and I know that you are not living it. And so I accuse you. I gossip about you. I remind you of your inadequacy. There will be times, obviously, when it's necessary to correct others with kindness and charity by our actions and our preaching. But Jesus in his preaching and Paul in his eulogising about love teach that we must never become a slave of the ego, but ever strive to live at all costs the demands of agape, of self-giving love. St. Therese of Lisieux says that once she realised that love was her vocation in the church, everything else fell into place. She writes in her autobiography, If the church is a body, it must have a heart, and a heart burning with love. I realised that this love was the true motive force which enabled the other members of the church to act. If it ceased, the function of the apostles would forget to preach the gospel, the martyrs would refuse to shed their blood. Love is the vocation that includes all the others. So there is one rule, one law for the children of God, that we live by love, since love is what God is, and his love defines how we live and be. In his hometown where he went to preach, we heard that Jesus was rejected, but he was identified as the son of Joseph and Mary. Our desire, our hope should be that we will always too be identified as children of the God who is love. Mary, who is the mother of love, was chosen by God for her unconditional self-giving. She teaches us the way to the love of God, the way to the heart of her son. Let us pray. Grant us, Lord our God, that we may honour you with all our minds, and love everyone in truth of heart, through Christ our Lord. Amen.